welcome to episode two of the Vag Dialogues. I'm your host, Claire Sampson. I have with me today a really wonderful friend of mine, the wonderful Kate Hinkle. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I'm really proud of myself that I did not uh, say the wrong last name. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> you've been married, what, two years now? Three. Three? Oh, gosh. Time flies. I know. <laughs> Feels like a hundred. Right? And, um... When I just got a new phone, and I, when I'm looking at um, people's contacts, sometimes I'm like, oh, maybe I should put their married name. They've been married five years now. Oh, so. I do the same thing. <laughs> like, no one has their married name. No. No. Not, not anymore. I, Aunt Todd is still going to be Aunt Todd forever. Mm-hmm. I still send birthday cards with, like, it's horrible. I do, though, but I send birthday cards. Because some people get new names, and they're hard to spell. Right. <laughs> you forget them. <laughs> You're like, um. So, and then there are other people that I don't even remember their maiden names. Yeah. You're like, wait, what was their maiden name? Yeah. They've been married for so long. It's just completely whew, yep. out the brain. So, um, Kate, do you remember back when we first met? The exact time and place? No. No. But no. I know that you, like, I don't know. I don't know, a year, maybe 2001. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, we didn't, I think we lived in the same dorm, but we didn't hang out. No, we did hang out in this. We did. We were in the same dorm. What floor were you on in Fitzpatrick Hall? Yikes. Yeah. I, <laughs> was there three floors? There were three floors. Yeah. I think the third then. The third. I'm pretty sure I was a two floorer. Okay. Yes. I think I was, I don't know. I know I was like only, there was two of six on our little side that were pregnant. So I was one of the ones that were not. Oops. <laughs> I don't remember their names. Oh, yeah. No, I understand. We were, um, we went to Lewis together. I guess we probably should have started out with that. Oops. Um, and we were freshmen at the same time. So we were mm-hmm. like babies way back when. Mm-hmm. And Fitzpatrick is set up in, um, it's a kind of a fancy hall. It's like a Motel 6, a U-shaped Motel 6. Mm-hmm. And there were each, there were sections, two sections connected by a bathroom. And then there were another two sections connected by a bathroom, all outside doors. And the only internal connection between that, the two sections was a bathroom. Mm-hmm. And then each section had three rooms, right? Yeah. Three? Six, on, six girls each side. Six girls on each side. So 12 girls sharing a three-stall bathroom or two-stall bathroom. It wasn't big. It wasn't big. I, there were only a couple showers. Yeah. I think. They were clean, though. I think yeah. you remember, they were always pretty clean. Our problem was the weekend, because ours, um, we lived um, apparently in the deep south, <laughs> so ours was segregated. We had six white girls on one side and six black girls on another side, Oh, which was interesting. That is. So um, the weekend was hair day, oh. and like... There was no cleaning staff on the weekends, and most of my other, like, section mates were all gone. It was me and my roommate, and that was it. And so it was just the two of us. And then we'd go into the bathroom, and it was like, what happened in here? (laughs) Oh, man. No, we just, we had a big pregnancy fit, I guess, on our side. Do you remember who your first roommate was? Yeah. Should I say her name? I don't know. You can use a code name. Do I know her? No. Okay. No. She was Carrie. I think we called her Call Girl Carrie. Oh. She was gone after the first semester. Yes, and then I, I had a room to myself. Woohoo! Um, yeah, she uh, she was scary. <laughs> exactly. I think we kind of like our circles crossed a little bit freshman year. Yeah, but not like yeah. Like I knew of you. Did we? I don't know. Did we have class? I don't think we had classes together or anything. No, I feel like like 
I was friends with people that you were friends with. Right. And we just never were at the same place at the same time. <laughs> right. Like, I do know Sean, whatever his last name was, was a common friend. What was his last name? Yeah, he was. And I want to say that was Gail. Remember Gail? Yeah, vaguely. I feel like she was in that yes. group somewhere. It was like pilot people, but then... Mm-hmm. A few randos. Mm-hmm. Well, and maybe that's how we crossed paths, because there were a couple... Of, I was friends with several pilot people, too. Yeah, like John. Yes. Which John? John B. John yes, B. John Belcher. Mm-hmm. Yes. And... There are stories on that name. <laughs> he was handsome. Yep, there was that. And then... um well, like Jeremy and Ryan, mm. Brian and Ryan were all downstairs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, that Ryan, mm-hmm. the blonde-headed one. Yes. And Sean. Did you know Sean Nicholas? No. No, he was another F, pilot. Maybe a maybe. face. Wendy's. Does that trigger a bell in your head? Wendy's. His dad owned a Wendy's. Oh. No. They were part of the the car crew. Lucky kid, though. Right? <laughs> no, I don't remember. You know, you're in the uh, you know you're in the burbs of Chicago, and people are you know talking about their sweet rides. You know, the Camaros versus the Mustangs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had my Ford Probe. Uh, I had a boat. <laughs> <laughs> you did have a boat. See, why do I remember? Did you have your car when we pledged then? Oh yeah. Okay. For sure. Okay. I had the LTD then. Because I remember your car. That was a nice car. You had one, and then my friend Jason had a boat. Yeah. And his was cool, too. There are so many stories behind that boat. (laughs) We're going to have to save some of these. Um, Kate is um, here this week, and then um, next week I'm having the lovely Anton Karkowski on as well, and she and I go way back, and she and I have probably stories of that boat. That boat has some fun you should, you should write that down, because I want to hear. Yes, because there are. You've done some crazy things in the boat. Whatever happened to it? When did it... It finally bit the dust. Oh. Uh, I had a 1982 Ford LTD. It was Sick. an old cop car. <laughs> so it was white. It had a spotlight and a hand accelerator in it. And it was rear-wheel drive. It had like a 350 block engine in it. That thing was a beast. How many miles a gallon do you think it oh, got? Oh, like 12? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. When I was a senior in high school, gas was 99 cents a gallon. Thank God. Because I was living off a subway salary. I lived with, um, actually, Ann's parents my senior year. And, yeah, no, I worked for Subway, and that was my spending money, my lunch money for the week and my gas. And I put in, like, a quart of oil every two weeks. Nice. Holy cow. Yeah. So we had that. So we were Subway people, too. Now I feel like I remember us talking about. That's right. We were Subway people. We both worked at Subway. We did. We we had lots of little things in common. Mm -hmm. I think that was part of it. And then, like, my real memory of Kate coming into my life would have been um, sophomore year of college. Yeah. When we lived across the hall from each other in softball row. Which we lived across the hall, like, a whole semester before we pledged, right? Yeah, we did. See, I don't... (laughs) I wish I could remember, like... I know we made a lot of pizzas. Right. We did. We made a lot of frozen pizza. Mm -hmm. A lot of cinnamon rolls. Mm Mm-hmm. There were a lot of cinnamon rolls. Because Becca was always... Well, she broke her foot, so she was home. The f- Like, the whole first semester, right? Yeah. Like, I just kept getting, like, like something would happen to my roommates, and I kept getting my own room. Which was not a bad thing. Happened freshman year. Mm-hmm. Happened sophomore year. Right. And then, finally, I just lived by myself. And right. And you <laughs> I think a lot of t- the, what we started hanging out with was just, like, opportunity. Because we lived on a floor... 
De La Salle South is was just newly converted. It was brand new suites or brand new rooms. Mm-hmm. They were good sized rooms too. Oh, they were. I think that was like My like when you point. think of a dorm, like right. that. That's a dorm. That's a dorm, absolutely. And the, there were only like twelve rooms to a floor. Yeah, there were only not, one bathroom, right? and only one big bathroom at the end. And then um, two floors of boys, one floor of girls. Oh, is that how? Right. And so there was me and my roommate and you and Becca. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of it was softball players. Oh. Remember that? Yes. So there was nobody in our dorm at all. And th- there was no dorm really nearby. Cause no. And they weren't the friendliest of, no, of ladies. They were not. They were not the friendliest. Because I'm trying to think the closest other residence hall would have been south which was pretty far a hike and then Fitz was close but it was it was still a freshman dorm so everybody else lived like in north it was like i don't even think where we were allowed in north like i don't even know i'm sure we were allowed in there but Mm -hmm. we were still young like i don't you couldn't have gotten in unless someone requested you as a roommate i think that was the only way you could live in there yeah if you were under or even visit it like you had to know someone you had to know someone yeah you couldn't walk in Founder. I remember I hung out in Founders a lot. Yeah. No, maybe I hung out in Founders my freshman year. Freshman year, year I hung out in Founders. There were some people in Founders, like some sophomores and stuff. I don't remember. And I hung out in Sheil a little bit. Is that still the residence hall? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I Honestly, the last time I was on campus was probably 2011. So, a little while ago. I have no idea what it looks like now. Like, I hear there's things at the theater like oh, yeah. i have no idea i got lost the almost lost the first time i went back to the theater because they added a black box above like the shop and stuff that's awesome see i need to go like, it's really cool I need to check it out it's really pretty awesome because that was another thing we wound up having in common i was a theater major and you were what major biology biology and then do you remember what made you switch to theater um probably sigma delta <laughs> <laughs> yeah well they were like i don't know I feel like if you go to college, you should know what you want to do, like, career-wise. Right. Like, I loved science. I loved biology. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know, like, I didn't have a passion for it because I didn't know what I wanted to do with it. Right. So, I mean, I just slacked off. So then I was like, this is hard. My grades are failing. Mm-hmm. Like, I should just find something else just to get a degree to get out of here. Right. And theater, though, is challenging in some ways it's easier in others. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. Like, oh, for sure. I know we've had discussions with other people, or no, I have, about, you know, well, you were a theater major. And like, yeah, but I get up in front of hundreds of people and pretend to be somebody else. Oh, for sure. So I think sometimes people assume that it's a slacker position, but it's like, oh, unless unless you no. can get up in front of hundreds of people and either pretend to be someone else or put yourself out there or go through something extremely emotional in front of, you know, hundreds of people while they're sitting there judging and critiquing you, yeah, you for know. sure. And it's hard. Like, when you take 18 credit hours, you're in a play, you know, and when you're young, you're trying to work out your social stuff. So right. for me, at least with biology, I couldn't, because I didn't have like a ton of friends in high school, like I couldn't figure out how to maintain friendships, find new friends, and be up at six o'clock in the morning to go to calculus. Yeah. You know what <laughs> I, I mean? Like, theater was great in that you got your education. You got to learn, like, tons of social skills as far mm-hmm. as being on stage. Right. And you learned how to maintain friendships. Absolutely. Which, you know, that's a big part of college. Oh, yes, absolutely. We had, And we know that for sure, especially since, you know, we have the friends that we do and the close-knit friends that we do. For sure. And some of that, yes, it's Sigma Delta, but I think the theater lends to that, too. Hours spent together in rehearsal and, and learning how people are and who they are and mm-hmm. 
it's it's a very road to self-discovery i guess yeah definitely Mm -hmm. i mean i don't i don't regret it at all no um but yeah i just feel like i don't know i wish that i at least i wish for my daughter that Mm -hmm. when if she wants to go to college you know at least know Mm -hmm. what you want to be when you grow up i guess oh yeah or wait there's no harm in waiting since you grew up in Lockport, did you know a lot of people that went to Lewis? Mm, no, because, well, I only went to public school my junior and senior year of high school. Okay. Everything else was Catholic school. So, like, I only knew 30 kids from kindergarten to eighth grade. Oh, okay. Wow. And then freshman and sophomore year at high school, I assume most of them went to state schools. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know. Not really. Gotcha. Because I know sometimes that happened a lot. Because when I first went to Lewis, I knew nobody. There was literally... Yeah, you came from far away. See, that's got to be weird. Because Lewis was such a small school. But to me, I was still, like, in my hometown. Right. So that must have been hard. It was definitely interesting. I think it took me a while to find my feet there at Lewis. And I think, actually, the theater, I think, really helped when I started being more involved in shows and finding people to create as my own friendships, Mm -hmm. I guess. Because at first, I don't know how... I wound up hanging out with a specific crew, like, especially the first half of my freshman year. Um, and they were not the people I would have hung out with in high school. They just weren't. Yeah. They were, um, I'm trying to find nice ways to put it. <laughs> they were more um, self-centered, more, um, they cared more about what other people thought of them as opposed to being a good person. Sure. Well, that's the high school. I mean, mentality. Very, very high school mentality. And... I got really annoyed with the people after a while. And I'm like, why? I don't even like these people. (laughs) Yeah. So I think I stopped hanging out with them and spending time with them. So I think that was kind of nice to to break out with that. And then being in the theater started meeting more people. Well, they're more genuine people because they have a passion for what they're doing. They Mm -hmm. care. And it's probably why freshman year is so jumbled, too. I mean, I probably hung out with. 10 different groups because mm-hmm. you just kind of are trying to find you're... at first you're trying to find anyone that'll talk to you oh yeah right exactly <laughs> and then it's more like okay you're not the kind of person i want to mm-hmm. be friends with and then so you're just still yeah. looking you know i think going into sophomore year i had stephanie who was my roommate mm-hmm. i had jeremy mm-hmm. and i think that was it when you talk friendships people like i have a friendship with this person that was probably it because all of the other extraneous little people, like I had little relationships with them, but not like I'm going to call this person on the weekend. And I think the, the summer between freshman and sophomore year was when I went, yeah, I'm not going to be out hanging out with these people anymore. It just, yeah, you know, was, that was it. That was it. And Jared and I had started our relationship in between that time over the summer between freshman and sophomore year. So I think we'll see kind of how like that kind of worked, you know. But I think Jared and I started talking and stuff, so we were kind of friends. But outside of that, I was talking more to my high school friends than I was to anyone I went to in college. Were you still close with Anne? Um, like- Anne and I were kind of close. I think we were hit and miss close. And Anne and I have known each other now over 20 years. That's how long we've known each other. And in college, she was still dating her high school boyfriend. And she was very focused. And Anne, this has always been one of my things. I've always been very... Um, impressed with, I guess. She is way harder a worker at anything than I ever have been. 
Like, she deserved to be valedictorian of her class. Oh, I didn't know she was. Yeah, that makes she, sense. She was valedictorian of her, her class. Um, but she did her homework. Yeah. So she deserved it. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> She's a very hard worker and very focused and, and takes her took her academics very seriously in a good way, in a very good way. And like, Anne is still also one of the funnest people you'll ever meet, mm-hmm. which is awesome to see that side of her. Cause you know, if you see her in one light, you'd be like, Oh man, she must never have fun. But she is one of the funnest, like she's my favorite person to have at a party. Cause she's, she's like the, she's like the, um, Oh my goodness. My brain isn't working. It's, she's the person that is least expected sometimes I think to come out. She's like the dark horse, you know, Oh sure. like, I'm, that's not quite the word I wanted, but you know, all of a sudden you're like, Oh wait, now the party's here. Yeah. <laughs> we can begin now. And we can begin. Exactly. <laughs> uh-huh. Which is always fun. But yeah, no, she always worked her tail off and did all those things. Okay. Yeah. But, so we talked every couple months, probably through college because we were, she was going to U of I, I was at Lewis, you know, she still had her serious boyfriend at the time, you know. Sure. You're just kind of in a different place. Yeah. Momentarily. Momentarily. Yeah. And then things have, you know, come back together because keep your friends super, super close, apparently. Yeah. You need them, man. Yeah, absolutely. So as time moves on, well, last week, Katie, um, who was our host last week, came or co-host whatever you want to call her had co- we'd con- done some first date questions so i kind of wanted to come up along with the lines of first podcast questions a random collection of things to have people um get to know our co-hosts <laughs> or our guests for the week so uh, we kind of started off with that a little bit um talking about how we met um but we're gonna start with the fun question first and our first fun question is pick a chris you have you have some options here. You can pick uh, Chris Evans, aka Captain America, along mm. with any others. Chris Pratt, aka Star Lord, and then you also have Chris Hemsworth, aka Thor. Man, I I don't know. I gotta go Captain America. I Captain think. America. He's not like my kind of guy I would date in real life. Like I'd probably be more of a person into Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. Like if I was to date someone, but Captain America is really good looking. He's when he's Captain America. <laughs> um, and he just seems nice. Like, I like the personality of Captain America more than I like the personality of, I guess, Star-Lord. Understandable. Have you seen Chris Chris Evans in anything else? Um, no. no. <laughs> I don't think... Um, maybe. I don't think then so. Then I implore you to watch What's Your Number with Anna Ferris. Oh, I love her. Well, yeah. And we can play, you know... Well, it's two degrees of separation as she is married to Chris Pratt, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Star-Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, but go and watch What's Your Number? Because one, Anna Ferris is wonderful. She's very funny. I love her. Um, and then she's in there with Chris Evans, who is like... Because Chris Evans plays the can also play the very charming kind of cocky character. Like, Yeah, I need to see him in like different clothes. Like, yes. I think I'm just attracted to like that early century. You know, like the, right. like the world... What, what, I don't even know. Was it World War Two? Yeah, yeah, like that World War Two like hairstyle and right. clothes, like that. I'm attracted to. And maybe to. don't see what's your number because yeah, he's, he's naked in a lot of it. Well, like that's fine. Okay, but I don't know if I want to see him in like like board shorts or like. Oh, gotcha. You know, I don't know. Okay, the other good one is Snowpiercer. Yeah, I saw that on Netflix. Did you? Was well, you? I haven't seen it, but I saw that it's on there. <laughs> it's good. It's very good. It's it. um. Did you see Sucker Punch? I'm asking. No, probably not. And Snowpiercer might be a little too violent for you. That's what what I'm like. But I heard it's really good because they're like on a train. Like it's the apocalypse and they're on a train. See, that's cool. How do you feel about violence in movies, Kate? Um, I I nightmare easily. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't do well. 
Not, like, not so much. No. My, like, <laughs> biggest fear is if you trap me in a room with, like, Kill Bill on. Like, I'll lose it. <laughs> Any Tarantino. Yeah. So, so there might be a couple parts in, in Snowpiercer that you have to, like... Yeah. And you might want to... Adam's yeah. really good about, like, letting me know when I can okay. look. So yeah. I'll just watch it with him. Because it, it's got some parts to it. And you might want to wait till after... Um, for those at, those at home, Kate is uh, carrying a little uh, bundle of joy. Mm-hmm. So you might want to wait till after you've had Baby to watch Snowpiercer. Okay. I'm just going to throw that out there. Sure. There's a monologue at the end that's a little deep, and it might be a little much to deal with right now. Oh, like so, yes. crying? Um, not Hormone, quite. There's or like some, labor-inducing. No, there's just some stuff about babies. That, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, we're good. Yeah, I don't yeah know. no. <laughs> there's some things when you're pregnant, you're like, nope, 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 can't do it. Yeah. Or normally it's not such a big deal. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That's how it goes. All right, my next fun question is, what fact about you surprises people the most? Yikes. Um, I guess... Some people are quite surprised about my kind of slight obsession with NASCAR. Yes. Like, I didn't like it, you know, back in the day, I guess. So I guess people I've, like, reconnected with are like, Mm -hmm. like, what? What? (laughs) (laughs) But no, I love NASCAR. Yeah. Like, it's pretty, like, I watch a lot. Yeah. Like, we can't have dinner because Kate's watching the game. Yeah, like, (laughs) like, if the race wouldn't have been on last night, we probably would be doing this recording tomorrow. It's but, all good. But the race was on last night, so I've, you know, Sunday's free now. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday's free. I think my other um, thing that when I found out, I was like, what? Was when you, uh, like, about soap operas. Oh, yeah, I love soap <laughs> I am, like, the weirdest interests. I love soap operas, NASCAR. <laughs> they, hey, that's okay. Yeah. And especially because, like, you don't, like, I think those are things, like, you think redneck. Like, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term, you mm-hmm. think, like, someone... And not that Lockport is in a small town in some aspects, but I think you think, like, country. Sure. Because, like, are you a country music fan? No. See, exactly. Like, the next question... The next thing would be that, like, oh, she likes NASCAR and soap operas and country music. Right. No, like, my favorite day from, like, last winter, one of them was Daytona 500 was on during the day. And then the Oscars were on at night. Right. So it was like, I went from that into that. And that was my... very diverse interest, which Mm -hmm. is a good thing. All right. Our next question is, uh, do you have any crazy Claire stories? (sighs) I don't, like, I remember having, like, a lot of fun with you. But I don't know, like what we were doing necessarily (laughs) (laughs) and i was trying to think of this too i'm like do i have any kate stories and the only one i can think of is i don't remember one day why i have a really like specific memory of going to clean your car at turtle car wax really yes i don't know why this sticks in my head so much you had a blue car right was it blue in college? In college. No. No. Red. Red, 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 red. Like My probe? Your probe. Why would I have cleaned the probe? I don't know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. I don't know why that memory sticks in my head of going to the car wash one day. I don't know what else we did. Was it pledging related? I don't. Maybe. We were cleaning it out because we were doing something for pledging. Oh, maybe. Were we? I can't imagine, <laughs> like, I would have cleaned it if it was dirt. Like Right. But maybe we cleaned it out because I was maybe going to have people in there. Maybe. That's the only other thing <laughs> like, I can think of. So they wouldn't have to, like, sit on three inches of garbage? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't. I do remember we went to go clean your car. 
Did we go see Jeff, maybe? Maybe. Because Jeff was, I think he worked Jeff there for a while. Jeff used to work there, but I don't remember that at all. It's just like the whole thought process. We're Where getting... would I have had money? <laughs> I know, because we spent all of our money on, on pizza and, and cinnamon, cinnamon rolls. rolls. And Boone's Farm. <laughs> and Boone's Farm. <laughs> lots and lots of Boone's Farm. I don't. Oh, all those things. This is a memory Kate does not have. No. Nope. No. <laughs> I remember I had a lot of fun when I used to come visit you when you lived at your folks. Yes. That was fun. Yeah. Because you'd always stay up really late. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even think I'd come over until, like, 10 o'clock at night. Either. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, we'd hang out super late. Mm-hmm. That was always good memories for me. Right? I, I Some of that, like, that whole time seems like such a blur in my brain. It does. It was so far ago. But, yeah, no, I definitely remember that, having people over and, and hanging out late. Because, luckily, um, when I was st- living at my parents' house when I was like 20 to 22 or 23, something like that. Um, after I left Lewis and before we got married and moved out, we had um, the basement was refinished and basically almost had its own entrance. You didn't have to go through the house to come down to the basement. Yeah, but your parents were so cool that oh, it was yeah. like, you know, I'd rather see them. Oh, absolutely. I used to, I make jokes and Anne can probably attest to this too. Like in high school, same thing. Like you could come in our house in high school and you um, could like um come right in and go down the stairs to the basement now my room was upstairs but the basement was the hangout place like there was a bar down there and it was an exposed like a- a- exit as well mm-hmm. and the tv and stuff was down there but like we'd have i'd have people over i had people over all the time it's kind of my mo all the time and i'd go down and suddenly i'd look around and be like where the hell did everybody go they're upstairs talking to my mom <laughs> i can totally see that <laughs> happening uh yeah definitely you're like, where, where are you? Oh, you damn it. What are you bitches doing up there? Come mm-hmm. back downstairs and hang out. And it wasn't just like my girlfriends. It was everybody. We'd be yeah. talking to my mom. Yeah. But my, my mom was wonderful. She'd have like pop and frozen pizza. Probably where the frozen pizza obsession came from was mm-hmm. way back then. So mm-hmm. it's all good. How about the time that was fun? I don't know if it, that's kind of a crazy Claire story. Okay. Like when we had to go to Meyer. Oh, with the bandanas on our head. Oh yes! Oh, that was fun. That was a fun day. That was a fun day. Um, as part of part of our pledging ritual, we had um a substance in our hair. Yeah. That had to get gotten out. Yeah. And that we, was... we needed to make a trip to Meyer to try and get it out. Yeah. It was we, goo gone. I think is what we wound up using, right? Yeah. That, wow. And that was Meyer. It was. And Meyer. we still go to Meyer. We still go to Meyer. <laughs> Do you remember when we used to try and get Papa John's? Were you? Papa John's. Oh, yes. yes. Do you remember when I tried to talk the guy into delivering it to the parking lot? Vaguely. Okay. Because you had to, you could pick up until like eleven or midnight at Papa John's, and there was one in Bolingbrook off like Weber and or Bowton and Fifty Three, kind of just yeah. down the corner down Bowton. I don't know if that location's still there, and like nobody delivers pizza to Lewis. No. I think at that point you could get Atzenice, if that. It, well, and if you had the money, too. You had the money. And that's a nice, expensive pizza. Yeah. That's a nice, is like 20 bucks a pizza. We would just use our food cart at the den right. and bring back a pizza. Bring back they a pizza. They had good buffalo chicken pizza. Oh, my gosh. Remember they did. that? We yes. got that a lot. And chicken Philly, chicken Philly mm. sandwiches. That was my other one. But at the um, Papa John's would only deliver, like, you could, they would deliver... No, you could pick up and they wouldn't deliver to us, but you could go pick up until like 11 or midnight. And one day we were late. I'm like, can you just deliver it to the parking lot? Like, we just wanted pizza really bad. It was like midnight. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, like, no, I need an address. I'm like, how about just the parking lot? I'm like, I just want pizza. It didn't work, though. I feel like I remember that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and I bet you were using like the dorm room phone, too. Oh, yeah. 
Absolutely. You had to dial a code to get out. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Dumb room phone I wish I could remember, like, more phone numbers. Like, I knew everyone's room number. Because you only needed to remember, like, four. Right. I don't remember anyone's. No. But that's what how it was. Yeah, I talked on my phone a lot. I did, too. Yeah, I used to call people and talk on the phone for hours. Mm -hmm. Just listen. Like, what's up? Mm -hmm. How's it going? Mm Mm-hmm. And then my phone stretched pretty far. It fits. I could walk outside and, like, down, like, <laughs> pretty awesome. far before I'd lose someone. Yeah. My phone would start to beep if I got away from the reception. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and there was one phone I had at one point that everyone must have bought from, like, Target or Oops. something. So it was, it was, like, just constant interference. I had a purple phone. Nice. A purple, like, plastic one you could see through. Nice. It was real fancy. Nice. <laughs> I bet. Um, do they even have, like, phone jacks in dorms oh, at I don't know. that's a good question i want to know does yeah. anyone use <laughs> their dorm phone <laughs> anymore we'll have to ask we should have asked that yesterday we had a oh, an yeah. alumni day yesterday you should we will find out i, I, I will find out and report back to the masses whether or not they still have phone jackson rooms mm-hmm. all right and my last question is what do you eat on your chipotle burrito um pork <laughs> pork <laughs> i like pork on it yeah. And rice. And uh, their sour cream is good. Their sour cream. I feel like, can you, do they give you choices? Yeah. Like, I, she always is like, do you want sour cream or cheese? Yes. And you I'm can like, pick one or the other. Why? They're not, it's not like they're like in the same category. They're supposed to upcharge for it. That's why. Well, that's ridiculous. Oh, right. It's, I can understand if you're like, do you want sour cream or guacamole? Like that I understand. Right. But cheese and sour cream are not yeah, in the no, same. Yeah, no, because guacamole is an upcharge no matter what. Yeah, I, yes. I get it. Whatever. But the other one is not. That that doesn't make sense to me. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, I, <laughs> they, they upcharge. For I'm that. still going to keep going there because so, their food is delicious. Yeah, are you white or brown rice? Uh, white. And beans? Black. Black. Gotcha. And then... And then I did try Pinto last time, and they yeah. were okay. But then you're a Carnitas fan? Yeah. yeah. I like the pork. The steak is okay. Some It depends on who makes it. And, yes. I mean... I much prefer the... Uh, there's two Chipotles now. The one near our house that just opened mm-hmm. is not yet found its legs. Okay. So its vegetables are burned all the time. Oh. And I'm a fajita veggie girl. Oh, right on. Yeah. I Because I don't like beans. Okay. Oh texture Whoa. So. yeah see and i don't like green peppers when they're cooked ah gotcha well they're the ones down the road on bound those are not nearly very they're not very cooked so they're crunchy oh right they're on. just like a little sauteed so they're delicious but the ones up here are like Whoa. yeah like over- you know the newer one by our house was no good either but mm-hmm. like you go to the one by the mall you're gonna wait in line for 20 minutes but theirs is good why do people in joliet not know how to order from chipotle i don't know Oh, it's so bad. It's I, not like going to see the soup Nazi. Like, no. Like, it's not. Like, like, there's lines out the door, and I have mm-hmm. been a Chipotle fan for a long time, so I've been to lots of different Chipotles, and when I worked up in Itasca, there was one, and I had, we had 30 minutes for lunch, and we had a seven-minute window, either way. So it was really, you had actually 40, excuse me, 43 minutes technically i know it should be 44 but you have to like clock in and out so you lose a minute there but so you had like 43 minutes to get to get out and get back and it was like a four minute walk from my office to my car and four minutes back so you know your time starts you take another eight minutes out of there now you're barely 30 minutes to drive a mile down the road to chipotle to park go in there would be a line out the door yikes 
I could make it back to the office, still eat in my car, and still make it on time. That's how fast that Chipotle was. Nice. So you go to the one by the mall in Joliet, and the line's to the door, and it's like 30 minutes to get through it's the freaking bad. line. I mean, it's not like they're making things to order. No. Like, it's pretty much a glorified cafeteria line. It's absolutely. You know, it's like just... It's like a subway. If there's a line out the door, subway does not take should not take that long to get through. No. No. no they've gotten very efficient. Mm-hmm. I used to love when I had Subway, like the lunch rush that would oh, come yeah. in. Man, we would just like knock them out. Right. Like, Absolutely. Let's go. They're here. Let's get them in. Let's get them out because mm-hmm. I don't want to see them anymore. Right. Damn customers. <laughs> so we can go back to just making bread and sitting down. Right. <laughs> Which is what you do when you're not. But yeah, things. they just, that one is so slow. But their food's good though. The food's good. Yes. I will give them that. Their food is not bad. Mm. So since um, we have a little relationship segment every week. Um, and you and I are both married, which gets boring talking about. I mean, it's wonderful. Being married's great. Um, we're going to talk about <laughs> friendship this week. Yay. And I found this cute little list that I thought was funny. <laughs> and I kind of read Kate some earlier. So we're going to get to a couple spots that I think you'll that we can elaborate on a little bit. But this is 23, th- 23 things close female friends just get. And some of these lists out there, I'm like, that is not us at all. But some of them are like, oh, totally. <laughs> And the first one is, it's an unspoken rule that if she hates someone, you hate them too. No questions asked. And I'd like to thank you for that over the years. <laughs> aw. Aw. Makes me so mean. No. <laughs> it's not. It's true. But, you know, if your friend has someone like, oh, I freaking hate fill in the blank. They're like, yeah, they're bad. Yeah, you have to. What are you going to be like? Don't hate that. You know, like, right. it's like, yeah, you, you do what you got to do. I got your back. Take sides. Be like, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. Even if in the back of your mind you're like, wow, she's lost her freaking mind. Right. Yeah. You never <laughs> say that. I mean, it's hard to like maintain a really strong friendship with a woman, you mm-hmm. know, so like, why are you going to rock that boat? Oh, totally. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> the other one is if either of you faces relationship drama, the other is obligated to listen and provide a detailed analysis. Yes. Very true. And with donuts. With donuts. <laughs> <laughs> or some other treat. <laughs> or some other treat. <laughs> but it is. It's like, let's just shut it down. Whatever we were going to do, we're right. going to talk about this now. Oh, yeah. We're going to, even if you just need to vent. Like, yeah. I'm not awesome at, like, making solutions for problems. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I'll listen until the cows come home. Oh, for sure. I remember, like, back especially in college and stuff, I'm sure with, you know, the Jared and Claire tumultuous start. And I went, yeah, I know that that was, like... I know we talked about it. That was a roller coaster, man. Hmm. And I bet even, like, before we started dating, too, because we were doing a lot of talk back and forth, so I'm sure there was... Yeah. There was a lot of back and forth with that. Look at you now. I know, right? (laughs) Or um, stupid, stupid boy moments. Like, now I know, too, like, fill in the blank is annoying me. Mm-hmm. whether it's jared or adam or they do something dumb yeah and like you don't even have to like say you know like i'll come over and just be like what do you do <laughs> like i just get like there just is a look right or when we you scold the other one's spouse for doing something stupid i love that <laughs> I, don't I love that adam came over and said something the other day and i said i don't remember it was a couple weeks ago or a month or two ago he said something i'm like oh like what did you do oh yeah oh kate doesn't do anything right (laughs) (laughs) she doesn't do anything all week oh that's what it was and oh that's right he said well kate didn't do anything today and i'm like she created a human what did you do it's fine i'm just growing a human and (laughs) feeding you (laughs) right you grow a human so you try it's not easy it's not it's so much harder than i thought it was gonna be (laughs) oh that's that's all good um, you know there are some problems that can only be solved by heavy drinking. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. There's a lot of booze in our past. 
Mm-hmm. This is probably why we can't remember like specific examples of we're, adventures. We were just drunk all the time. <laughs> we were just always adventuring. Uh, exactly. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, this is one that I told Kate earlier, and she's like, well, for you. <laughs> and this is, if something new or weird happens in sex, you will discuss it in revolting detail. Mm-hmm. And that has always been like your thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's amazing. Yeah. I really do. <laughs> but oh. even, even, you know, when we first met. Yeah, like I overshared everything. Mm-hmm. I didn't get the nickname Overshare Claire for nothing. <laughs> but that's amazing. I don't know. I think it's cool. Back when uh, we were in the theater, actually, um, someone nicknamed me. I think it might have been Frank Bavone. Called me. The, and I was just a freshman. I was the most non-virginal virgin in Fitzpatrick <laughs> Hall. That's <laughs> what so he called me. I think that was the case. Someone came up with it. It might have been Jeff Zagrosi, actually, now that I think of it, or someone in that, like, arena, but it was definitely someone in the theater, and I remember the spot we were standing in when we were talking about it, just because of all the things I would talk about and my background knowledge. Hmm. That's (laughs) always been very open in that arena, I I think that's awesome. Always fun. Um, You share the same bitchy thoughts that you could never tell anyone else. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. I think that has happened a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, when we, I think it's almost like, you hate to say, like, when you say something, like, extremely racist or something extremely, like, not PC. Very stereotypical. Maybe not racist is the best way to put it. But very stereotypical. I would agree. That we can go ahead and just be like, <laughs> lay it all out on the table. I'm trying yep. to come up with an example that wouldn't offend everybody. <laughs> Damn hipsters. Yeah. You know, things like that. You can't say anything. No, because most of them are not safe. But but that's why I think I like texting with you, because I know I can text you anything, and it's, you know, sometimes you get nervous texting things to some people, but like, it's like, I can text you anything, and it's fine. The stupid twat. (laughs) Yeah, it's fine. Absolutely, and that's how things go. All right, let's see what one of these other ones are. And then we have, we, sorry, hold on, pausing for one moment. We have a child that has entered the vicinity. All right, we're going to soon do a couple more so we can move on with our life. Uh, the next one is nudity doesn't phase you. Mm-hmm. And I think after a while, I mean, we shared, we shared a bathroom for, for a good year. So, yeah. you know, I think we were, we were towel people. I know I've heard of people that are like naked people, but it's not. Yeah, I've never been like a straight up, let's just walk around. No. But a towel. A towel's one thing. I think it was funny last week, and I told Kate I was going to bring up this story <laughs> or a couple weeks ago. Um, uh, being with child, Kate needed a new bra. Yeah. Well, I've needed like 100 new bras. <laughs> 100 new it bras. might be the worst part of pregnancy. Right. Is boobs. Right. And she was describing them. And she goes, you know, I could probably just show you. <laughs> and she did not. But it was one of those, those thought things where you're like, oh, it's, you know, I've known this person for so long. Right. I Please look and see how gross my boobs are like getting. <laughs> oh, they're so bad. I guarantee you. They're not as gross as you think they are. They Adam is like, eh. Like, <laughs> he like won't even. He was honest. He's like, they don't even look like they don't look good. Oh, wow. <laughs> Which Adam. is fine. No, they don't. They're awful. I even asked the doctor, I'm like, are they going to go back to like some sort of normalcy? He said, maybe. <laughs> and now we share an OBGYN. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's another, another fun layer. Yeah. Well, you just like, you've always been good. Like, I don't know. I don't know if we have so much in common or, but it's like, if you think something's good or you're mm-hmm. okay, I'm like, yeah, you I'm, trust my advice. Yeah, like I'm like, yeah, that works for me, and it usually works out. I like my doctor. Well, that's good, and I think the vice, I think vice versa. I trust you as well. Like when it comes to things, 
especially if you've done something and it worked, it's legitimate. It's mm-hmm. not – and um, I think of cooking and recipes a lot. I love to cook. Mm-hmm. I trust how you cook and what you cook. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. But, like, if you've made it, it's probably good, you know, because there are a lot of people out there that are like, I'm a great cook, and they bring you something, and you're like, sure. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if it's a recipe that you've done, it's, it's tried and true. Like, it's going to work out. And it, I it feel that same way about Anne, too. If she's like – this is a really good recipe. She means it. Yeah. It's not something that's like, ooh. Right. Right. For yeah. sure. Or if there's a store or a good deal, a good sale. I'm, okay. Yeah. I am a coupon. You are a coupon queen. You got me hooked on the retail, may not? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't buy anything at full price. You shouldn't have to. There's so many things out there that you can use. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to ever pay full price for anything. And if you have to, don't buy it. Go back a week later. It's probably on sale. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think this one's a little funny. If one of you giggles, it's moments before the other one does. It's what? It's moments before the other one does. Mm-hmm. Lots of little giggles. Mm-hmm. I feel that way when we have our potluck nights. Yes. And we like will laugh and the guys are just kind of looking at us like we have three heads. Yeah. <laughs> I think this one's funny and I don't know if we've done this. Have You've probably ranked all of your other friends on hotness. I don't know if we've ranked them, but we've discussed it. Yeah. I mean, not like Probably a lot more when we were younger. Oh, for sure. Well, no, we recently <laughs> discussed it, but it was about people we knew when we were younger. <laughs> right? <laughs> Put them on which level? Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. That's that's just how it goes. I just think it's cool that after, you know, this this amount of time that we can still be friends. And the last thing on this list is, and you will defend her without even knowing what she's done. Yeah. That's the case. I think that that's a good very true for you because mm-hmm. lord knows <laughs> i've gotten into trouble i'm not a saint either i know i've done some <laughs> stupid shit in my past but i would never be like oh my god claire did that like i would be like no. hmm i maybe i should talk to claire and see like right you Get know the true story yeah i think sometimes people misunderstand yeah you know and to re- especially when because i feel like i really know you and I think there have been times before where people were like, and not just you, other people too, would like, they said fill in the blank. And I'm, I'm like, dude, you are completely un- not understanding context. Think about the context before you start making judgments. Yeah. I think sometimes people take words far too much to heart and they go, oh, it must be this. And it's like, no, I think you are, you know, not thinking or being overly sensitive and you have to like take it in context. Yeah. And I do it to people. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, you just, it's a, uh, I don't know. You just need to talk to people. I think. You do. And I think sometimes, too, um, because we have a relationship where we can be really honest, that sometimes our honesty filter is on, and we forget that sometimes people aren't ready to hear the truth. Sure. Sure. You know, and I think that sometimes can cause a few issues here and there. Oh, for sure. And sometimes, too, I think, like, well, at least, like, if your anxiety is so bad, like, I don't even... Like, I'm not even myself if I'm really anxious. Like, yes. I'm not, I don't talk well. I don't, I don't know. It's hard to explain. People mm-hmm. with anxiety will understand. Oh, right. But, like, you're just not, I don't, I don't know. Well, I think you've always been, it, it seemed like over the years, you've always been so comfortable with me. Like, I forgot that you had anxiety for so long because when you and I are together, I don't see it very often. No, but you put me, if I'm hanging out with you and, like, 15 other people, right. I'm not even myself. Right. And... So, 
I'm sure being pregnant right now doesn't help. No, it doesn't. Well, because, you know, you can't have a beer. Like, there's nothing to take the edge off when you're pregnant. (laughs) Right. You just have to, like, avoid situations. Grin and bear it, basically. Yeah. Which is actually a wonderful segue into our next next topic. We're going to kind of bring in, we're going to do a little question and answer here since we've got Kate here. And this is the Vag Dialogues. We're going to talk about being pregnant. Because that kind of goes hand in hand. You need a you need a vagina to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. You really do. I know there's medical science and stuff, <laughs> but it kind of needs to be there at some way, shape, form, capacity. Uh, and then we're gonna get into the our advice segment. I have not really gotten a whole lot of Ask Mama Claire sections yet, but I think this is a good one to kind of go back and forth. If you have questions, maybe we'll come across something. And seriously, people should ask Mama Claire because, <laughs> like, Mama Claire knows. Mama Claire knows. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so how far along are you now, Kate? Uh, 25 weeks. 25 weeks. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And mm-hmm. you're having a girl. Yep. Do you want to share the name or are you going to keep that on the DL? Um, You can keep it. It's okay. Yeah, probably not. Since this is going to go out on the... Well, only because... I, we were really excited because we we're like, oh, it's like not a very popular name. Mm-hmm. Like, because I don't know. I, well, I won't. But <laughs> I was reading, I was on Facebook last night and uh, George, <laughs> the star track George. Okay. I can't pronounce mm-hmm. his last name. It's cool. But you know who I'm talking Yeah. So he goes and posts something because, mm-hmm. and he's got like a hundred billion followers. Right. And it was like, oh, names from like the roaring twenties that are like making a comeback. Yeah. And it was on there. And it was on there. So I'm like, thanks, George. Now millions of people right. are going to see it. And so. They're going to steal my goddamn baby name. <laughs> like, yeah, like our little <laughs> bubble kind of got popped a second, but yeah, no, we'll share like okay. when she comes. Absolutely. I totally understand that. So what do you miss most now that you're pregnant? Um, small boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. And like, I guess anything to take the edge off right. of life. <laughs> um, you know, just being able to have a beer with friends. Like when we come over a potluck, yeah. it's like, it's not, you know, it's fun, but yeah, I like beer. Right. I have four spotted cows in my fridge, and I'm like, oh, so much. I'm so excited. <laughs> save them for later. I'm like, uh, save them for July 26th. <laughs> right? I'll get you more before that, and those aren't going to last that long. No, I You don't know. want six-month-old beer. No, no, no. At no. that point, I might. You might. <laughs> so um, then what is the worst thing about being pregnant besides besides the what you can't have? Um. Well, we've talked about the boobs. We've talked about boobs. I feel like people stare at me Yeah. when I'm out, like strangers. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they're staring because they're like, oh, that girl's pregnant. Let's look at her. Or like, man, that girl's huge. <laughs> <laughs> I think at this point it's pregnancy for sure. But it's it's weird. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't... People, it's, it's unsettling. They think they can be in your bubble because you're pregnant. Like, oh, I must be... I can talk to you now. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I'd rather them... If they're going to look at me... Then say something. Be mm-hmm. like, oh, you're pregnant. Don't right. just, like, stare at me and then that's it. Right. Like, I don't... Have you had strangers come up and talk to you yet? Um, at baby stores for sure. Yeah. When are you due? Yeah. It's like, you random don't care. Bur- random like, belly touching? No. No. None of that yet. I think I give off a pretty good aura of... That's good. Don't. Like, it's not welcome in my bubble. <laughs> my favorite moment ever is... And I've been friends with Ann Todd a long time. She's come up a lot today, and I think it's because you guys are my two close girlfriends, and And she's closest, and she's awesome. And you know, like I was thinking about that today, like how, like I have, I have a lot of 
extraneous friends, but I have like a couple people I'm really close to. Like I have, I have the first circle of text, which would be you and Anne. And then I have a second circle of text, which has like another like four or five girls in it. Sure. You know? Um, but I think it just kind of depends on the day and what the t- scenario is. Sure. But I know I can text you and Anne about anything. And I do. <laughs> so <laughs> I tell you all the things, um, for sure. But, uh, when she was pregnant with her daughter, um, at one point I'm like, can I touch your belly? And she's like, Oh, I guess. And I'm like, never mind. <laughs> like, I'll like, to myself. It's yeah, hilarious. I wouldn't care if you did. Like, it's, you know, family, right. close friends, like, that. but strangers, right. like, why? What are you feeling for? Right. I don't. Rubbing the belly for luck. Yeah, I, I guess. guess. But it was just so funny how she said it, because she was like, oh, I guess. <laughs> That's awesome. Fuck you, never mind. <laughs> Keep my hands to myself. I can see her saying yes, that. Yes, absolutely. Because awesome. as much as she's, she's very... Pleasant and outgoing, not maybe not out, yeah, outgoing in some ways, but you know she's very personable. But at the same mm-hmm. time, Anne is very much this is my bubble. I yeah. think too, you know, for sure, it's just the way it goes. And she's never rude or anything. Which, <laughs> touching her belly, nope. Like, yeah, I don't think so. I don't blame her. I mean, you just you're so uncomfortable in your skin. Like right. you just like your normal three foot bubble. You want like as a nine foot right. bubble. So what's the best thing then about being pregnant? Um. Probably knowing you're going to have a baby <laughs> at the right. end of it. It's the end game. That's pretty fun. Um, and I'm not going to lie. I mean, like being able to like say, oh, I really want ice cream and then eat it. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not like the healthiest thing, but it's an easier okay than like if you're on a strict diet and then All you right. have to beat yourself up about wanting ice cream. Yeah. So um, I'm going to ask you to regale your evening of last night because it's funny. So where did you go to dinner last night? So we went to Frank's Night Out in Plainfield. It's amazing. Hot dogs. They are um, very good. I can attest to this. Kate they, brought me there and it was amazing. Yeah. Like you just have to go. Um, and then we, they have amazing shakes. But I was like, you know what? Let's not get a shake. I have been kind of craving birthday cake remix for at least a month now. So we're like, let's go to Cold Stone. So we go to Cold Stone, and um, they don't have cake batter ice cream. How How is this even possible? <laughs> like, I kind of wanted to cry. I'm glad I didn't, because lately if I start crying, it's kind of like we're, we're crying for an hour. Understood. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, and I wasn't the only pregnant lady in there. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, that was sad. Like, who, that, that's what they're known for, is their cake batter ice cream. And to not have it? sacrilege i know and they and the saddest part is like they still put like the empty container like in their cooler oh. case you know with just like a sign where it's like oh. em- we're out we're out oh and i have cried multiple times over food when i was pregnant so i can totally understand i would cry when they were out of salad at wendy's because i didn't want goddamn french fries yeah, who a fucking runs salad. Out of salad like <laughs> i don't know Unless there's a shortage of lettuce somewhere, I guess. Right. Unless there's a shortage of lettuce, exactly. I would cry about that. If you, if I wound up with mayonnaise on my McChicken, tears. Oh, you do not like mayonnaise. I do not <laughs> like mayonnaise, and I'm like, it's it's McDonald's. I'm not asking a lot. I'm asking for something simple. Like seriously, <laughs> motherfuckers, you have one job, and it's to not put mayo on my fucking McChicken because right, you spoke it. Like I spoke they it. heard you. I'll, I get it. There's with- a button they hit. It's on my receipt. There's a sticker stuck to the top of my sandwich that says no goddamn mayo. I swear they do it on purpose. I think they do. I think they're doing it just to fuck with me. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's Subway. Like, you know, I wasn't always honest with the call-in orders. 
it depended on my mood. So maybe it's just karma. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So if someone asked you, this might be a difficult question, to explain what feel- being pregnant feels like, how would you explain it? Um, I don't know. It's different in stages. I'd say the beginning just feels like... It doesn't feel like anything but sickness. Yeah. Like you don't feel... You don't feel like you're pregnant. You just feel like you're sick. Yeah. And then once you kind of start showing... I don't know. Like, you feel good because you're like, oh, like, yay, I don't know, I'm pregnant. But it doesn't, I don't know. Now I just feel fat. Yeah. <laughs> Did it ever hit you like, oh, my God, I have a human inside me? Do you have one of those moments? Um, Not, ho- I'm trying, like, my biggest fear before I could feel her move was like, eh, I don't know if I want to feel like yeah. something inside of me. Like, that's kind of creepy. Um, But I guess it's okay. Yeah. When she when they come out too, like you're gonna at one point you're gonna be like, oh my god, that was inside me because there are times where you're like it's huge because <laughs> like I think maybe like when they first come out and stuff and you're holding it at first there's all these emotions then all of a sudden at some point it goes, oh my god, that gigantic mass of, <laughs> of human was inside of my body and came out through my vagina. That's crazy. Yeah, you like you don't feel like it's that big inside. Like I don't. Right. I read like. Mm-hmm. Um, every week it says like what vegetable you are. Right. And I'm like, a zucchini's pretty big. Like I don't feel like right. I have a zucchini inside of me. Right. But there is. <laughs> I know. But and it's is. moving. <laughs> See? It's, uh, it's moving. That's it's so hearing creepy. everything. It's totally yeah. a creepy thought if you think about it. It's basically Speaking of creepy thoughts. That was creepy. Our TV just turned on randomly. Just out of nowhere. Just suddenly turned on. That was really fucked up. There's no one else in the room besides Kate and I. And as we're talking about creepy things, the television turns yeah, on. Yeah. Maybe it was the baby. <laughs> <laughs> She's telepathic. She's like, like stop talking about like, me. stop talking about this. Oh, I could have a telepathic kid. <laughs> right? How awesome would that be? Mm, I'll use her for good. <laughs> right. Okay. As opposed to evil. Uh, so a couple months ago, I came across this article. And so this is going to be our random facts of the week because I think it is fascinating. And since we have this lovely lady with me today that is um, carrying a child, uh, we can go into these random facts. It's funny when you listen to people talk about their children as time goes on because you get these people that are uh, – they they project onto their children grown-up thoughts, feelings, emotions that just don't happen. Yeah. And it's it's hilarious when they talk about like, oh, you know, my three-month-old's being defiant. No, they're fucking three months old. They're right. Not, they're not being like, defiant. They don't even know like right. that they're alive. I mean, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. They don't They don't even know. The, you are someone, they don't even recognize you as something apart from them at that point. So this was a really cool thing. And I thought, I think everyone should read it, especially parents, because then they can understand what's going on in their little, their little human being's brain. It made me feel better. Like it was like i don't know i'm if you have like no patience Mm -hmm. and you're one to get upset easily this is something good to read to be like oh this is why they're doing it like i shouldn't be upset with them right because they're not adults and i think it's hard too because like we have kids that have especially our son who can be very grown up at times as a person or as as a little kid he um like interacts with grownups in a very mature level. There are other ways where, you know, he's obviously less mature and stuff, but um, in very much a kid, there are times like I've been reminded by both like our sides of our family, like he's three, you know? Yeah. And I think sometimes too, like 
our patience runs through thin because when you have a kid in both of our kids were really very well behaved when they do something typical like child you have to be like they're a kid you have to stop yeah. expecting them to behave like you know something perfect all the time especially right. when they're around a bunch of other kids like our kids like are pretty self-sufficient like they'll take care of themselves for the most part not but like they'll get up in the morning and feed themselves breakfast or come wake us up if they need something but there are other kids that have to you know be supplied all the time but then when we're around other kids and like they do something like run around and scream it's like what's wrong with you you don't do this at home yeah, yeah. like oh wait you're seven it's okay yeah you're a kid right like, yeah you're gonna lie you're gonna fuck up and it's okay mm-hmm. yeah so the first one is there is is we apply gender stereotypes to babies literally from the minute they're born in a study by researchers in California State University found that when shown a picture of a crying baby, children as young as three, so three-year-olds, were more likely to say the baby was sad if it was told a girl, but angry if told it was a boy. It's crazy. Right? That from <clears throat> So, like, from that small amount of time when they're little that we start applying those little bits of stereotypes on how we perceive. Yeah. Which is funny, shows you some of those things too, like on um, the children that are now, because now I think it's more readily acceptable um, with it, um, the the gender, um, what do they call it, where where people are confused? Oh, yeah. What's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> but you know where where people have problems with gender identity where they're not quite sure you know or gender confusion that's yes. what they call it gender confusion that that's actually a disorder and not an, an, an environment thing it's they're finding out it's more chemical and things like that oh yeah and that that exists um especially considering that other kids easily grasp onto it so, right i guess for lack of something better uh, the other one, and this is we were talking about this is a small children don't know you're a person with a mind of your own. So if you've got a small child, you may have noticed that it spends a lot of time pulling your hair or biting you. This isn't because it hates you or wants to cause you pain. It's because before a certain age, it simply doesn't occur to you that you have a mind of your own. Yeah. You're a boob. You're a boob. Exactly. <laughs> and this is another number for you. A developmentally normal child of five is a highly gifted mind reader, as most of us are. We're able to guess with accuracy what the person's thinking. But at the age of three, most children can't do this. So if you have a three-year-old... And they do something like kick you. They're not doing it to hurt you. They're doing it because they're frustrated or they're mad or right. something else. And I think a lot of times, especially like little kids, like they assume that they're doing it to be bad and it's not the case at all. No, that's just, that's what they know how to do. Right. Exactly. They lash out for <clears throat> lack of anything, for anything else. Um, and up until between 12 and 18 months, if you point it or yeah. And this is, this one I thought is, um. Interesting. Earlier in life, children are even worse than this. For instance, up until between 12 and 18 months, if you point at something, they'll look at your finger and not what you're pointing at. If you perform an action, um, like trying to do something but fail it, the children will only work out to repeat the thing you were trying to do, except for actually, like, not actually get through, get, not actually do it. Um, so they would, um, sorry, I can't read today. <laughs> um, they'll try and, um, I'm going to read that again, only because it's not working in my head. So if you, and if you perform an action, action, like trying to hang a loop on a hook, but fail it, the children will only work out to repeat the thing you were trying to do. So trying to put it on, um, up until 18 months. And then at that point, they'll realize not that you were just trying to like put the thing near the loop, like miss, they'll go, Oh, you were trying to put it on the loop. Gotcha. Yeah. So they'll just repeat it like something. uh, They'll just repeat your action as opposed to like your end goal. Yeah. The task. Absolutely. 
Um, children have to learn for learn how to lie, and for a while, they're hilarious at it. Yeah, <laughs> that, that is very true. It takes time for them to figure out. Oh wait, no, I can't do this. Yeah, always fun. Did you have like, like, did you see that with your kids? Oh, for sure. Like the learning of lying. The learning of lying. Yes, <laughs> they're trying to get away with something. Is it fun, like, when you know that they're lying and being like goofy? Like, is it then fun to be with like Jared and be like, ha ha? ha oh, absolutely. Like, we have done. We have had some funny funny moments with them over the years where you're like you're trying not to like laugh at them because they do something (laughs) so ridiculous i think i'm excited for that i feel like i'm excited to like hang out with adam and like be like haha look at what she's learning you know like i don't know oh yeah when they come up with stuff we have some connor has been my 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 (laughs) my funny that's done some crazy things um when he was like four he decided to make eggs for breakfast one morning so he got up and, and he's been very, always been very good. And like when he's up, I was always dozy. Does that make sense? Like sure. I don't sleep particularly well, so I'd always hear him, but he'd get up and watch TV would be his thing. Well, one morning he woke up and decided he wanted eggs because he was a big egg kick and he got out a bowl, got a step stool, got out a bowl, made eggs, scrambled it up and put the bowl in the oven and then came to get me up to cook them for him. <laughs> Which is pretty funny. That's adorable. Yes. But, but funny. But funny. Absolutely. Then he was able to go and do those. And then, you know, I don't remember specific lying times, but I know it was like, hey, d- hey did you do this? No. Like, you know, spilled he something. Have it, you know, did, d- did you eat chocolate? No. It's like all over their face. <laughs> My other favorite Connor moment isn't a lie moment, but like <laughs> it was a proud slash embarrassing moment, I guess. We were at a wedding shower for a family member. And we were about to leave and Connor was two, Connor was two, just over two. I was pregnant with our daughter, but nobody knew yet. So he was little. Yeah. yeah. And we said, say goodbye to auntie. And he had a binky in his mouth and he takes his pacifier out and goes, bye fucker. And sticks the pacifier back in his mouth. I'm like, (laughs) we were all like, that's amazing. Where is he even like, (laughs) where to equate that with? (laughs) Right. And I'm, I'm a swearer. I totally admit to that. I've always been a swearer and I do not filter. I tell my children not to say it. They sure. know they're not allowed to. Occasionally, they've pushed the envelope. And you're like, dude, I heard you say shit under your breath. Um, but And I, I probably say fuck more than I say fucker. The fact that he used it properly in a sentence. Yeah, being that young. Right? I mean, it's not like he knew right? how funny Oh, he was, was laughing behind his past Oh, fire. okay. Oh, it was hilarious. Smart as we're kid. T- As we're talking about, you know, c- things kids can't actually do. He knew he wasn't supposed to say that word. He knew fuck shit damn you know all of those words were not words he was supposed yeah. to use however he used in the correct context i was a very proud very proud mama moment right there um especially to in retrospect the person he said it to i didn't like anyways nice. and i was like haha suck it yeah nice ah <laughs> uh, good times proud moments but yeah bye fucker <laughs> pass by right back in his mouth just like and we're all like don't do that and everyone was busting up laughing because it was it was it was so funny oh i wish you would have videotaped it. i wish oh i wish we had it videotaped <laughs> that been an awesome moment uh the next one's a fun one babies are super racist no one's born racist that goes without saying but by three months old babies prefer to look at faces of the race of which they're most familiar however it showed children brought up in multi-ethnic environments showed no preference for one ethnicity over another hmm so that makes a lot of sense, too. And I think we've noticed it, um, not just with, like, skins, but also facial features and hair colors. Um, my daughter hated blondes. Interesting. Mm. Not, like, blondes when she was super, super little. 
Really? Yes. Like, um, uh, and, and my mother-in-law, she would cry at for probably more towards a year. She got more comfortable. Like it, once she got used to it and it's not that she never liked my mother-in-law that wasn't the case at all but like she was more skeptical of her for sure do you think it's because you were not blonde it's because i was a brunette and then our other primary caregiver tracy was a brunette mm-hmm. i just think she had a lot more brunettes in her life and it wasn't that she didn't dislike her or anything like that it was more like like i said she was just more like she's giving her the stink eye more like i'm not so sure about this one and connor hated mustaches scared to death of mustaches really oh yeah was, I, I don't blame him. <laughs> <laughs> There's some creepy things out there. <laughs> Adam did shave his, by oh, the way. Oh, hooray. <laughs> it's gone. Adam showed up like, last week with, like, a motorcycle mustache. Oh, what so you, bad. Like, Fu Manchu kind of thing going. I don't even know what it was. Oh, my gosh. He, I, he shaved it on his own before That's Easter good. dinner, so. That's good. And it took me, he shaved in the morning. We ate at, like... 4 30 yeah i didn't notice it until we sat down for dinner that it was gone <laughs> so i don't know maybe it didn't bother me like as much as i thought i don't know or it, i just had gotten used to it no the baby eats your brain yeah too yes yeah we'll put that on the list of not fun no. pregnancy things no i, I forget have... my phone number constantly <laughs> oops i got lost once on the way to work oh i can only imagine that oh, must yeah. have been horrible whoops i was just driving all of a sudden like i was on the phone with someone i went shit i gotta go i don't know where i'm at yeah whoops but you're like where are my keys oh they're in my hand <laughs> right my glasses they're on my face mm-hmm. i think you'll like this next one it uh, you're okay to drink coffee when pregnant and wine in moderation and here is all the science behind that because i know this is a very t- controversial subject for sure okay So when Emily Oster, an economist, got pregnant, she found the advice on what to do and not to do was unhelpful. As an economist, she expected discussion of evidence and risk. Instead, she found unexplained commands such as don't eat cured meats and don't drink coffee. So she looked at statistical evidence behind the claims and wrote her findings in a book. She found that women who drink coffee during pregnancy are more likely to have miscarriages. And that sounds like you shouldn't drink coffee. But it's more complicated than that. Looking at the evidence, Oster found it's more likely to be the other way way around. Women who are more likely to have miscarriages tend to drink more coffee. That may sound bizarre, but it makes sense. Some women suffer nausea during pregnancy, which puts them off coffee. But nausea is a sign of healthy pregnancy. Also, older women who tend to be at greater risk of miscarriage tend to drink more coffee. The coffee miscarriage link seems seems to be uh, correlation rather than causation. Although one study suggests if you drink large amounts of coffee it, and don't reduce your intake, there may be some increased risk. Um, similarly, the thing with drinking wine. Um, drink wine like a European adult, not like a fraternity brother, mind you. Yeah. Um, she found the, the way uh, that the injunction to avoid certain meats because of risk of Listeria vac- in- infection, which can cause miscarriage, is less useful than it might be. Her best guess from all of her statistics was that avoiding sliced ham would lower her risk from Listeria in 1 in 8,333 to 1 in 8,255. So it lowers your risk, but the amount is so low. I This is like one of the most interesting things. I think sometimes we misrepresent um, correlation versus causation. Oh, sure. because the statistic shows this must be the cause, but there's really no scientific evidence that caffeine causes miscarriages. Sure. So I think that's cool. Yeah. I just couldn't stand the smell of it, so. Oh, for coffee? I yeah. I was like, yeah. I was a Coke drinker, so, you know. Uh, yeah, my kids should have come out bouncing out of the womb, everyone said, <laughs> but, you know, they seemed fine. Coke does sound really good right now. Mm. I got your back. I got one of those for you. Aww. I just figure, like, I've been off of it, mostly because, like, I couldn't like the smell that, mm-hmm. like, now I'm afraid if I have caffeine, I'm going to, like, run home. You yeah. know, like, it's just, 
Same with drinking. I don't want just a half a glass of wine. I want a bottle and a half. Like <laughs> we'll make that happen. Once, <laughs> once, once baby shows up, we. we yeah, like that. I just don't want to tease myself with alcohol. Yes, it's just you know. I love this next one too. This one's fun. Playing Mozart to make your baby or your bump will not make it brainier. There was a small study um, in 1993 that uh, listening to classical music for 10 minutes raised the IQ of college students by eight or nine points. This led to a huge craze, but it's nonsense. In 1999, a psychologist um, carried out a bigger analysis and found there was no such thing. The original study had been a fluke. The results do not show any real change. There's nothing wrong with having people listen to them, but it's not going to make them smarter. Yeah, that doesn't. Uh, my sister had an OBGYM and she's pregnant, I think with her second one that my said the favorite thing. She'd asked something about like fish oil or something. And he's like, if your baby's going to be stupid, it's going to be stupid. There's really nothing you can do about it. Yeah. I mean, you can take as much preventative health, you know, care, mm-hmm. like as much as you can. But at the end of the day, it's about genes and, you know, what is going to happen, how it forms. Right. There's a lot more science out there too, <clears throat> about how like our capacity for learning is like everyone is born with a specific capacity to learn. And like, it takes a certain amount of time to like learn stuff and not saying that you can't learn things, but everybody has a capacity limit. Yeah. There are some people that are, that are going to be able to learn to be a rocket scientist and other people that just don't have the mental capacity to do it. Right. Or the drive to learn or the drive to learn. I'm sure I'm smart enough that I could have been an astronaut. Right. Do I want, you know, like, but do I have the capacity to have enough drive to learn to be an astronaut probably not no absolutely i think you're totally right on that and that's how it's so funny sometimes because i'm sure you'll start to see this as you encounter more people with babies you know people that are insisting you know like their child reads that they're going to be smarter and it's just like eh. everyone reads i mean you're at some point yeah. you're going to read and going back to the music thing like I'll listen to classical music because I like it and it relaxes me. Mm-hmm. Therefore, maybe my pregnancy will be healthier because I am more relaxed. relaxed. Yes. Does that mean she's going to be different because I'm listening mm-hmm. to classical? No. Right. And just like that, they've come out with I'm not, I Maybe I'll find that for a further episode, but they've done a lot of studies like on reading this whole insistence right now because it's real big that your kid reads in kindergarten. Like my daughter starts kindergarten this year and I know she's going to be expected to learn sight words in her first week. You know, we weren't learning that as kindergartners. You know, Einstein didn't learn. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like this was an insistence back. You know, Einstein I think actually was an early reader. However, <laughs> you know, like it's not the same thing. Um, but they're actually the studies are not that your child's a proficient reader by five. It's actually if your child's a proficient reader, actually by eight. It you know that's what determines whether or not they're going to succeed, not whether or not they can read in kindergarten. So these people that are walking around going, "Look at my three year old," yeah, it doesn't matter. Like it literally doesn't matter. No, how smart your three year old? It really matters how smart your eight year old is. And it's so like I'm so scared of public school system that they just it's so generic. Oh, it's like a, that, and yeah. kids are not. Like I don't know, it's scary. I think it depends on the teacher. It does so teacher. Yeah, but even saying, like, oh, your kid needs to learn to read by five. It's like, hard. says who? Like, yeah. why And why do they make it sound like it's a bad thing if they're not? Oh, yeah. I, you I, know? I, I, yeah. It, that's scary to me, it to is. have such regulations and mm-hmm. they need to be doing this, this. And it's like, just let them be – like, yeah, I want her to be smart, right. but – Well-rounded. 
Yeah. And that's um, part of the study article I read. I'll probably never be able to find it. But they were talking about, too, like preschools, like how they operate and what they're learning. And one of the things on there was about like the more interactive play. Children actually responded better to being able to learn through doing as opposed through exploration, as opposed to like sitting down and memorizing, like the ability to go through and, and find think Sesame Street. There's a reason Sesame Street's been out there. That's really how children learn. They learn through play and interaction and discovery as opposed to sitting down and going, all right, now we're going we're gonna to learn this and we're going to learn that. We're going to learn this. Yeah. And um, that's the kind of preschool Mara's in right now. And I can really notice, too, um, it's not a chore for her. It's a, something fun to do. You know, like we go, we go places and we, you know, like, oh, look, there's M. That's in my name. And then, like, there are days we'll be in the car and she'll start, like, sounding out letters or, like, Oh, you know, we learned about, you know, L. What L starts with L? Let's talk about, you know, the sound and she'll do the phonics to it. That's good. Which is great. Um Connor did in 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 home sitter and he did struggle. And we had a rough couple of years when we first started school for that very reason. Oh, okay. So, well, yeah, I mean, early start is mm-hmm. probably a good thing. Well, and it's not so much that he was behind, <clears throat> but there were all the other kids that had been to preschool. So he's in comparison to all these kids that were in preschool. And, you know... Right, and they lump them together and say, well, you yeah. need to be on this page right. at this age. Mm-hmm. Like, regardless right. of your background or how mm-hmm. you were brought up or... Like, there's just... There's no... It seems like there's no wiggle room. Right, absolutely. And so, like, the first year in kindergarten, he had a teacher that had just come back to teach... And she was a little green on some things. Like she just wasn't into the swing of things. And we had some, some issues at the end of the year, um, his kindergarten year, mid year in kindergarten where he was frustrated because he knew other kids knew more things than he did. He knew he wasn't reading. He could see the difference between that. And then too, like just his learning to be friends with people. Like he's always been really good with older kids. Well now like these younger kids, he was having a harder time creating those bonds and then his first grade teacher so he's behind in reading kindergarten then gets to first grade he's still behind in reading and his teacher decided that he wasn't going to be her problem so we again had some issues towards the end of the year to the point where like i went to the doctor and talked Mm -hmm. to him and then we get into second grade and the beginning of the year like oh i didn't think that kid was going to make it allowed alive we had a real rough patch and but this teacher actually gave a shit she actually did and uh, you know, we spent some time, once again, went back to the doctor, went to a child therapist to talk things through because, like, we're like, we don't know what's going on with him. Why is he acting out? Why is he so frustrated? What is causing this 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 breakdown? And went there. And at first, you know, because the, the first thing thrown out everywhere, and this actually came from first grade, too, the teacher was basically like, he has ADD and she's not going to deal with it. So we went to the therapist and the therapist spent, you know one session talking with me and she's like, well, that sounds kind of what it's like. And then she sat with him and by his second session, she was like, that's not even the case. Yeah. He's not even close. She goes, he's very high energy. He's very bright, but it has nothing to do with any sort of, you know, no ADD. She goes, he doesn't have any sort of sensory perception, nothing. Yeah. I look how amazing he is with Legos. Obviously he can sit and focus on something. Right. Exactly. You know, like, yeah, he can sit and do that stuff. And now that, um, the teacher cared 
and was willing to work with us and, you know, think I'm going to throw it out there to his teacher, to the school district, to everybody for really getting on board and helping this kid through. Sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting all like, I'm getting all like the feels here, all the feels, but it's true. And it's your kid. And the fact that the school went, no, we're not going to let this kid fall behind. And the teacher did. I'm really going to push back on the teacher here to really support him and get him through all of these things. And that's her job. That's I mean, exactly. She did her job. She did her job. And now um, he just had his report card and he's caught up in reading. Nice. For a kid that has been behind levels, like I'm talking like three, four levels behind where he, the base of where he's supposed to be to be caught up it's that's crazy awesome. that's from that one teacher that one teacher being like no we're gonna make sure he's and how much work was it really i mean sure it was a lot of work right. but it wasn't like you had to right go crazy no. to get him there you just had to do the right absolutely to encourage the good behavior mm-hmm. to encourage the good behavior and that's what she did and i'm i'm very 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 thankful for that well that's a good teacher she's an awesome lady she really is and we'll teach you that this is another fun fact. Fetuses can taste your food, the food you eat in pregnancy. Yikes. <laughs> That's a scary That's one. That's good, though. I've yeah. heard that, you know, some kids are picky eaters. So, right. you know, what you eat when they're in there, mm-hmm. like, that's why I'm not really besides my cinnamon bagel obsession in the mornings. Like, I'm not mono eating. Mm-hmm. Like, she's getting everything. I made yeah. Indian food the other night. You know, like, right. she, she's. She's going to be exposed to everything. There was another good one in a parenting magazine back when I was pregnant with Mara or had my, well, when my children were little about um, how we spice foods. Like we're so, we're so obsessed with giving children bland foods. Mm-hmm. You just stop worried about bland and start thinking spice. And they were talking about like their children to expose them even as babies. You can take like carrots, which is perfectly healthy and put like a little garlic in there or put a little cumin or put a little um, coriander, anything because spice is like the allergy level is super super low on most of that stuff because it's you know herbs and things not that they can't have allergies but once they've been you know they've gone through the gambit to add those little things in there to enhance the flavor because you know after a while peaches are boring but you yeah know, add a little ginger well now their palates are developing when they're so little and you know children have to taste things whenever they're like oh they spit it out well that's what they do i just gotta shove it yeah <laughs> like i don't i don't know i I don't want to be on a soapbox, but, like, I don't believe in, like, children's menus. Like, mm-hmm. I, she's not going to eat off a children's menu. It's cool. Like, she's going to eat, if I cook dinner, she's eating what we're eating. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that sounds mean. No, but. we do that quite a bit. We have we have moments where we lapse, you know, like sometimes if we're having potluck just so the grownups have time, you know, our children leave. That I totally understand. But <laughs> right, like, yeah. I'm not going to be like, oh, you only have to eat off this bland, gross menu because no. you're a kid. It's like, no. no, you should be able to eat this awesome adult menu food. Oh, yeah. Because you like it because I've exposed you to food. Our children both eat calamari. Because I think it's delicious. And um, they like <laughs> it. it. One, of, one of the places they like, we, we like going to Biagi's and they like it too because they actually get to have real the food, food. Has, has flavor. It's not just, you know, like, although our son's obsessed with quesadillas and french fries, you know, but at well, least. Yeah, he's a kid. He's a kid. <laughs> Who isn't? But I'm not going to have my kid being like, not like, not eating because mm-hmm. she's like, oh, I don't, you know, it's like, no, you're going to like it. Yeah. Damn it. Whether you like it or not. Uh, the next one's kind of cute. We won't spend too much on this one. If left to their own devices, children will invent their own language. I think that one's kind of been out there for a long time. You hear that with oh. twins. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've heard the twin thing for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. That they'll be able to um, create a language. That's why language is developed anyways. 
over the years. Sure. She just, yeah, if no one teaches her how to communicate, she's going to figure out how to do it. Some way around. And that's what children do. Even children that have um, developmental delays or any sort of thing, you know, like um, children that don't talk early mm-hmm. generally still do things they're communicating especially if they're with a primary caregiver like and you know i've i've said i know especially with my daughter um i speak mara because she has she has a speech impediment and has probably from the time she was little and um she would have this thing where she'd be talking and what she was thinking was far beyond what she could actually physically verbalize yeah you could tell she was because she you'd ask her to repeat stuff and i know a lot of people that have had said the same thing their kid will like repeat verbatim the syllables that they told you but you're like do i don't know what that means um but she would say like you know hey she'd come get me and like connor fell and bumped his head but instead of being like connor fell and bumped his head it was uh we were doing something connor tripped he fell and bumped his head but it couldn't come out that way <laughs> it's all like jarbled together you'd be like what lassie what lassie did, did timmy fall down the <laughs> Just show me. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Just show me. Exactly. Show me. But little kids will start to communicate with you early on, too, just by their tone, their... Sure. Yeah. Well, you learn a baby's cry, like why, what Mm -hmm. each cry means. Yes. Same, I mean, not to, like, equate babies and dogs, but I have a lot more experience with dogs. They're the same thing. (laughs) I know what my dog wants based on his Mm -hmm. either, like, sound they make or what they're doing physically. Yes. You know? They get poop tails. Like, you learn what your dog's doing with its tail, mm-hmm. and it has to poop. Right. Absolutely. I don't know. That's probably TMI. No. Did you ever watch Scrubs? No. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't... I hate... What is it, Catherine? No. Who's the girl in that? Sarah something or other. The girl... She's in Roseanne, right? Yes. I'm not a big fan of her. That's cool. There's a part in there where um, Turk... AKA the dude from Clueless mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. is sitting on the couch and they're pregnant. They're going to have a baby and he and his wife are talking and he goes, man, I wonder what having a baby is going to be like. And his wife, Carla says, well, Perry, one of the other doctors says it's like having a dog that slowly learns to talk. Yeah. It's totally true. For, well, even going back to like, you know, you can't get mad at like a toddler. Mm-hmm. It's like, you can't get mad at a puppy. Yeah. <laughs> like you, they're, they're puppies. Right. Same thing. They don't know what they're doing. No. It's an animal. Yeah, you, you can't, like, I know you're not training a kid, but, like, oh, you're, you're just, totally training a child. You have to, like, train it properly, you know, like, I don't know. I feel like raising two, like, pretty well-behaved dogs, yeah, they jump on people, mm-hmm. but I think that gives us a little bit of a head start into yes, parenting. It absolutely does. I am totally on board for that. And the last one on this list is you aren't a product of your upbringing. Good to know. I'll, I'll read a little bit of the uh, the excerpt from this. Nature or nurture. Psychologists use the term genes and environment. Further, they uh, further they divide environment into shared environment and unique environment. Shared environment is our home, upbringing, school, neighborhood, and all the things we share with our siblings. The other half is confusingly called the unique environment, but it essentially means random other stuff, the unquanti- uh, unquantifiable things that only happen to you. So shared environment includes all the stuff you mean by... Uh, Shared environment includes all the stuff that you mean by upbringing. When it comes to things like intelligence and personalities, um, Steve Pinker in his book, The Blank Slate, says that twin studies have shown that the effect of shared upbringing are small, less than 10% vari- are, are small, less than a 10% of the variance, often not statistically significant and often not replicated in other studies and often a big fat zero. So basically the, the upbringing is 10% of what makes us us. And everything else is our unique experience. 
Oh, right. Like on an individual level. On an individual level. Yep. And it doesn't mean that upbringing isn't important. It's hugely important, but in a different way. Um, you may not be able to determine how intelligent or how working your child is, but you can easily make them miserable or give them unhappy memories. So that's, For sure. that's I, I think that's a great way to end that too, you know, just as the article. But yeah, yeah. I would, I would agree with that for mm-hmm. the most part. Yep. Happy memories and, and instilling some of those values, I think kind of help. Yeah. yeah. And if you're like predisposition to like, if genetically like you are, might have mental problems, mm-hmm. you know, and a parent gives you like reasons to bring, you know, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. Mm-hmm. No, I think you're absolutely right. Like they can bring that out of you. If you're already predispositioned, they can make it worse by mm-hmm. the upbringing they give you. Okay. Let's throw Frozen into the mix here. Have Yikes. you seen Frozen? Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen Frozen a lot because we have a small daughter, but there's the part in there like, her parents done fucked her up. Okay. So instead of like teaching her to control her powers and stuff like that in the movie, spoiler alert, (laughs) but, um, Elsa has these powers and for some, you know, they erase the memory of the magic of, you know, from, from Anna when she gets hurt, but then like they make her hide and conceal it and make her afraid of her own powers. Right. By her environment, mm -hmm. you know, Mm-hmm. Like she was already traumatized from hurting her sister, but now, you know. Now you're going to almost punish her. Which is what happened. She has no control over it. And it's only through her then experiencing mm-hmm. how to control it shapes her into being an amazing snow queen. Right. That she turns into. Right. But that's why she freaks the fuck out. Yeah. You know, because she's been away. trying to like hold it in as opposed to being like, I can use my magic for good. Yeah. Like, I don't need these gloves. Right. Like, <laughs> fuck that shit. <laughs> I away. have so many problems with that movie. <laughs> <laughs> it hurts on so many levels. <laughs> oh, but that's funny. And I think being able to have the happy environments, like, and I think back, I had a pretty happy childhood. Mm hmm. I, I had a great childhood. Yeah. And I, that's all. Aw- and I think having a great childhood makes for. Being able to make a great childhood for our future kid. Yeah. Aw. Gonna make me cry. (laughs) (laughs) But it does. Like, I love... My dad used to take me to the library every week. Like, that was awesome. So why would I not be taking our daughter to the library? Oh, yeah. You know? But had I... If I wasn't a library kid, she probably wouldn't be a library kid. Yeah. But I think being a library kid is a pretty cool thing. Yeah. We have a lot of music in our house. Mm Mm-hmm. And get it, listening to them sing and dance and do all the things. Oh my gosh! Like it gets me because music has been my one of my loves from the time I was little. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm this is the cry episode. This could be the name of it because I'm like, I think you're feeding <laughs> off my hormones I must again. Be, I must be. <laughs> Kate's got these hormones in here, and I'm like, oh my god, all these things. Um, but it's totally true to get to hear them do those things. Like you know, something that I've always loved. I've I've always been a singer, especially when I'm happy and especially alone. Like if no one's in the house, I am singing to myself. I guarantee. Oh. It. Sure. So I'm sorry. Mara's a big singer. <laughs> oh, yes. <She laughs> and that's is. good, though. That's mm-hmm. that's what she'll remember when she grows up. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I used to love just singing and yeah. hearing my mom sing. And the songs and singing together. And, you know. We For were, sure. We drove home from, I, my parent, my kids sent a couple days with my folks and we were driving home in the car and I had in the kids, the kids have their own music playlist on Rhapsody. You know, and when Connor, when White and Nerdy came out, and Connor goes, "Turn it up, it's my jam." I'm like, "This is why we're all, you're awesome." That's crazy because he's so small, right? <laughs> and then, uh, um, like, uh, I don't even know if I know what's on that, right? <laughs> um, Boom Boom Pow came on by Black Eyed Peas. Okay, and Mara goes, "Hold on, here comes the girl part." You know, because 
we haven't listened to the song in oh probably it's six months because sure. I know we haven't listened to that playlist in a while. And I took off the the the, the uh, swearing version and put on the clean version, sure. or cleaner version. And so we hadn't listened to it in six months, but you know she's five and to go. Oh wait, here comes the girl part. Really, and she'll remember that man. Yeah. I still remember listening to ZZ Top. Right, my dad had it on the garage yeah. like every time. Like that's what you think of then. Yeah. Yesterday morning, she was singing Since You've Been Gone by Kelly Clarkson, just off the top of her head. Hmm. Like, she's always been a singer. She's very into the pop culture. She's very into the pop music. Well, because that's what, that's what we listen to, too. But it's funny to listen, watch her pick up the stuff and just to come out of nowhere with it. You know, it's not that we just listen to the song. It's that she's heard it enough that it's it's caught in her head, and now she's able to, like, you know, extrapolate out. So... It's cool. Connor can pick up a song in a, in a verse. It's nuts. That's crazy. Yeah, and he doesn't walk around singing like Mara and I do, but he, like, songs come on the radio. I'm like, how do you, I don't know the words of this song. That's crazy. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. To hear them do We were at church last week and, um, you know, picking up the hymns and, oh my gosh, I will share with the class. Wow. This lady. They gotta love small town churches, but mm-hmm. this little old bitty <laughs> is playing the organ and I don't think she, um remembers how to read music and she cannot keep time oh she was playing for jesus though. oh she's playing for jesus though but <laughs> damn we were singing oh i can't even remember what it was there was one song of what like a real well-known hymn and it's like it's in six eight time but it's like boom 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 and she's like oh man that's <laughs> brutal it was a jerk and then like she'd get it about halfway through the song like what? What song she was play- halfway through each verse? What song she was playing? You're like, what? What are, what are we doing here? I lean over to Jared. I'm like, uh, this lady needs whiplash. If you if you haven't seen that movie yet, it was an Oscar one about yeah. <laughs> about drums and she rhythm. just need to go like smack her in the face. I'm like <laughs> someone get her a metronome. <laughs> Aww, <laughs> she sad. was playing for Jesus, but it was funny. Like Connor was to pick up the songs that we were doing. You know, I'm just like, wow, kid, good job. That's way, awesome. Way to go. We'll keep him. See, I bet kids in his class can't do that. No. You know. Oh, yeah. You've seen the kid break dance? It's amazing. That's awesome. <laughs> he can cut a rug. Is there anything out there that you hope for your, your, your baby? No, I just want her to be happy. I want her to be happy and not be anxious. And yeah. hopefully get more of that personality from, like, Adam and just, I don't know, just be happy. And obviously learn how to cook for me. Obviously, yes. <laughs> Please learn how to get mama's cooking skills. And be a good cook like <laughs> But yeah, that's about it. Just happy and healthy. Yes. I don't, you know, and hopefully hate Disney princesses. Good luck with that one. I know. You know, th- th- there comes a point where, you know, we Dora, you know, everyone considers the bane of their existence and you want to hate Dora. You want to fucking hate her. And Caillou. Oh, no, no. Caillou's not allowed in this house. No, that is a dirty, dirty, he's dirty He's not word. allowed in our house either. But suddenly, you know, you're watching because there are some good shows on Nick Jr. Mm-hmm. that are pretty fun. And, you know, then suddenly Dora comes on and shit, you don't turn the channel fast enough. But then, like, <laughs> you watch them interact with it and respond to it. And you go, all right, fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's hard to deal with. But it does happen where you go, okay. You know, they, they are learning and responding and getting things right. And you go, oh, all right. Well, I guess. As long yeah. as you don't become obsessed. Yeah. And it's all in moderation. For sure. Mm-hmm. It'll be it'll be fine. I'm not going to, you know, not let her like things, mm-hmm. but she wants to play hockey or, mm-hmm. you know, other things. That's cool. Well, and I think each <laughs> kid is their own. Like, Mara is far more our athletic one. 
Mm-hmm. You know, just and it's from the time she's, which is funny from the time she's been little, but from the time she's been out toddling around and things like that, she just seems to be have, have more of a natural ability to it. Sure, where like Connor, a poor guy, has my clutziness. Aww. you know. Um, and he wants to be interested in it, but he's just is not nearly so interested in that as he is in other things. Sure. You know? And it just, you got to encourage the stuff. Just like Mara loves to, she does dance class and loves to dance, but I, the more I watch her, and I know some people go, well, it's because you did theater, but it's not just that. And Connor, too, because he likes to perform as well, but I'd love to get them into theater at a young age because that's what seems to be their strength. Yeah, you got to, like, pump up what they're interested and mm-hmm. good at. You know, instead of forcing them to be like, well, I was this, like, genius soccer player, so you need to play soccer. Right. Mom, well, I hate soccer. I don't care. You know? Yeah. Well, and Connor loves to draw and be creative in that aspect, too. So, like, they have an art class through school we signed him up for. But, like, Mara does dance and stuff, and she's far more performing to herself than doing the dance with everybody else. You know, that's just what she goes towards. And she's very outgoing, and the idea of stage to her is, you know, like, crack. <laughs> so, you know. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> What? That one's a prima donna? Really? <laughs> Creating a monster. <laughs> Who'd have thought that coming? Well, I want to thank you, Kate, for coming and, and doing the show with me today. Yep. Much appreciated. Anytime. <laughs> Dude, we didn't scare you away too bad? No. Oh, it's good. fine. Always good. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's a very Kate answer. <laughs> I want to uh, thank our listeners for coming back again. Again, thank you so much. Uh, I appreciate all the feedback. I've gotten wonderful feedback from people. So keep it coming. We want to make the show for you guys as well as for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so hit us up. Um, you can hit us on Facebook or um, email me directly at diseasenetworkhasvd at gmail.com. Uh, questions always you can email them there or at askmamaclaire at gmail.com as well for any questions you might have about the world and universe and all the other things seriously do the ask mama claire yeah right because <laughs> otherwise i'm just gonna spout advice at you that you don't want to hear so give me yeah some so stuff give me something that you actually want to know about <laughs> right and then i can talk on it and i can talk on anything i promise and if mm-hmm. i don't know i will look it up mm-hmm. and see. chipotle if you want to sponsor right um, chipotle if you want to sponsor been, like, feasting on some free chipotle food <laughs> absolutely you can also follow us on twitter at ad badge dialogues and on instagram at ad badge dialogues as well um don't forget to listen to the other great great shows we have out there on the disease network there's a little something for everybody out there um you can follow them they've got some good shows um lots of really fun interesting people so don't forget to follow there and your uh, fun uh little quip for this week is don't be silly protect your willy mm-hmm. thanks again na, 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 na. i want to start a fight so-